Welcome to the Human Conversation Podcast with Jules White, the real dragon slayer, author and entrepreneur sales coach. Tune in weekly for human conversation about business and sales. Enjoy business expert interviews, educational episodes and virtual cuppers with entrepreneur business owners. So grab yourself a cuppa and enjoy. Here is your host, Jules White. So welcome everybody to the human conversation. Well, I think this is probably the most special episode I have ever recorded. I really shouldn't say that for the sake of my previous guests. You've all been (laughs) amazing. But this particular episode is for a birthday. And not just any ordinary birthday, but a birthday that I happen to share with my guest. And it gets even more exciting than that, because not only do I share the birth date, it was the actual same day that we were born. I can't help it, I get so excited about that. So so before we talk, um, I'm going to tell you who this lovely, lovely lady is. So she's my birthday sis, hashtag birthday sis. She's called Lois Cliff. And she is an ex-head of English for almost 30 years. This is teaching and running English departments. She's also the founder and writer-in-chief for Be Loud Words. Wordsmith who tells stories for businesses. I think I announced you beautifully, sis. How are you feeling? Good. Hashtag awesome you. (laughs) And we've got our cups of tea. Yeah. You've got a special one that says you're 50. Yeah, it does actually. You can't really yeah. see it because I've got a virtual background <laughs> on. So if you're not if you're not actually um, watching us on YouTube, then you're missing out here, guys, because we've got wonderful banners at the back of us celebrating our birthday because today is the 13th of April and that is our, our shared special birthday. Lois, it's so good to have you on my podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Jules. It's it's such fun to be here. I can't think of a nice way to spend a birthday. No, Cheers. me too. Cheers. Happy with birthday to you. Happy birthday to you yes. too. Now, we're going to do something different as well, because actually Lois is my big sister, which means that she was born first. What time was it, Lois? It was nine o'clock in the morning, I believe. Nine o'clock in the morning. I appeared at one o'clock lunchtime. Yeah. Typical when there was food about, I, I appeared. And uh, apparently, just a quick story, my dad always told me the first thing I ever did when I entered the world was a huge belch. <laughs> Pop story, Jules's dad. I thought so. I thought that nice was a one. good one to share. Good, yeah, yeah. good entrance there, Jules. Good entrance, Excellent yeah. Job. Now, listen, um, one of the things that happened when we decided to do this podcast is that you took over as big sis and you said, I've got a great idea. Uh, I'm going to interview you. Yes. Well, I couldn't really refuse that. So it is actually over to you, Lois. Thank you, big sis. Excellent. I would, well, I have only one thing to say to start with, and we both know what that is. Welcome (laughs) to the human conversation. (laughs) 
this is not scripted for, for everybody who's watching or listening this is not scripted at all I have not done that lovely thing that happens with podcast guests I have not sent Jules a list of the questions that I'm going to ask so this is completely cold she is at my mercy and I'm a big sister so <laughs> I'm scared I'm a, I'm a little sister that's scared <laughs> okay so I love your podcast um I was listening to Sins who's my birthday cousin because her birthday is April the 11th Um, I was listening to Vicky Kirby I really like to listen to copywriter people on your podcast because they have lots of interesting pertinent things to say because obviously I've only been doing this for three years and I'm still learning but you know you what I love about what you do in your podcast is you get everybody to give all of the interesting slants you know it's you don't ask the run of the mill questions and this is part of who you are isn't it okay you you know you you are a best-selling author all right let's get the biog in because there may be some people out there who do not know how kick-ass you are you are a TEDx speaker you're a sales genius um you know you have a birthday coming up which is to do with your business don't you you can tell everybody what that is yes because actually whilst we're going to put this out on our birthday yeah, yeah. because that's the 13th um not long after that is going to be my fourth business birthday so I will have been wow. running this business for four years so yeah. it's very exciting wow. respect respect Thank you. That's <laughs> okay and you have a new team member, I believe. Do you want to say a little bit about that? Yes. So, um, again, she's going to be starting on the 19th of April. Now, that was my dad's birthday. So isn't that lovely, too? That is. And, um, yeah, I mean, she is somebody I have worked with before. So it's incredibly exciting. She has, if you cut her in half, she would say, live it, love it, sell it. Right. So she just gets it, you know. So she's going to be my right-hand woman. Head of business growth is nice. her title. Okay. Like um, and I'm really excited about having her in the business. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. Well, I hope that marks the beginning of a whole new phase for you. Thank you. Um, you've got the high street, okay. Now, I know, how long's the high street been going now? So we started the high street on the 1st of September 2020, okay. the pandemic year. Was that an idea that had been brewing for some time or was that something that the pandemic gave rise to? It had been brewing, but it was one of those I thought, I'll do that one day. And then the pandemic, I think, made it happen at that particular time. It just seemed the right thing to do. So, Okay. So for people who do not know about your high street, just give us a, a little mini tour. Yes. So I wanted to do a membership where it was affordable, but equally, you know, people could stay with me on the journey and then take the bits that they needed when they needed it, because I think that's lovely when they've got a choice. And I wanted it to feel different. So I went back to good old dad and I was brought up in the sweet shop, as you will know if you follow me. And so it was that love of retail, dad in the shop, sweets, pick and mix, you know, all that stuff came to mind. And I thought, I'll structure my membership in the theme of a high street. So each shop represents something you can do in the membership. And so you've got things like the sweet shop is where you do all the learning. 
So that's a really lovely uh, library of learning videos all about sales. Then you've got the coffee shop where we meet. So that's the community bit. So we right. network and meet in there. And then you've got things like the box office where you book the live events, which happen every week. We've got yeah. a bookshop, a stationery shop. Yeah. We've also got a bank because you can collect points as you do certain things in the high street. So we've got this really wonderful community that we are, are building and continuing right. to build. And how is it growing? It's great. And I have decided right from the start, I wanted it to grow organically. I want the right people in there. I don't want it to just be a numbers thing where we have no human connection. Mm -hmm. So um, we've got 30 members now, which right. is brilliant, exciting. And they are slowly um, adding new members. And once my new lady comes, we're going to be able to really focus on making sure that everybody understands what the high street can do to help you. Brilliant. Okay, that's fab. Now then, I am really enjoying Live It, Love It, Sell It. Um, it comes with your usual down-to-earth pragmatism and sense of humour. And what interests me, um, I'm going off, off piece here. <laughs> um, what interests me is the amount of emotional intelligence in it. Okay. You know, because you started in sales when I think it's fair to say there was very little emotional intelligence in that ballpark. Is that a fair comment or am I really slating the world of sales there? No, no, I think you're right because we didn't have the internet. So there wasn't this kind of um, exposure of, of who you are and, and uh, being able to find out everything you needed to know about things. If somebody walked into your business and said, I've got the solution and it's the best in the world, they couldn't sense check that. Mm -hmm. So we were trained in sales to sell in a very structured, process-driven way within timescales. So it was very automatic and robotic, you know. So, yeah, you're right. I think that's very true to say. Okay. Right. So I'm, I'm coming to the emotional intelligence thing because it's really fascinating to me because I've been on a sales training course Okay, in my first year of business, so three years ago now, um, with somebody who's a master of sales and selling and selling his course and yeah, everything that you'd expect. And he's a lovely guy. And none of it really made a lot of sense to me. But when I read Live It, Love It, Sell It, it totally makes sense with me. It chimes with me. And that is because you have a very holistic approach to it, don't you? Yes. It's bottom up. Yes, it is. Um, it starts with you. Uh, yeah. It has to. Uh, yeah. Because if you don't understand who you are, what your values, your strengths, beliefs, um, you know, who, who you really are at your core, mm -hmm. then how do you expect anybody to actually really connect with you on that emotional level, which is the strongest way to connect yeah. and has longevity? Yeah. Uh, and and so that's where I start with live it that's the live it part and then the love it is about then the client mm -hmm. the customer yeah. uh, and understanding them on all those same principles and then how you connect and the sell it is the visibility bit the showing up bit yeah. um, which I love I love that bit because once you've done live it and love it you've got all the confidence to just go and do it and show up you know okay right so that takes me very nicely thank you for Generous segue. Yeah, I feed you in nicely. <laughs> in a loop. We meander in Mrs. Nichols as I do English lessons, and I'm doing exactly what I always do. Back to the thing 
that hits me when I watch your TED talk, your TEDx talk. What a talk that was, Jules. What an orator you are. I mean, I know you have to be prepped to the eyeballs for those things. They don't look, they don't let just anyone on a stage for a TEDx, do they? But do you, do you want to talk a little bit about that process or is that a really boring question? I don't want to, I've been told not to ask boring questions. You'll never get to the problem. Well, it's not a boring question in my case because I think there is quite a process to to being to having a TEDx talk. There's an app, usually an application process and auditions, and there's all sorts of things I've heard that happen with TEDx. But I actually got a text from the curator of the Brighton TEDx, which said, "You've got seven days. Are you in?" <laughs> okay, okay, I've never heard that approach before. Yeah. So that was my experience. So actually, it's not a boring question because I literally had to turn around that talk in seven days, um, and and for that for that reason, yeah, for that reason, I think that it's a very authentic. Um, uh, it's a story that I just know because it was my story, and that's literally how I stood on stage and told it. So. You seemed so calm and so collected. <laughs> inside it's the swan inside my little legs were going a million miles an hour under the water and I was breezing along on top of the water just like the swans do and it was very scary completely exhilarating like I can't tell you and just one of the most wonderful experiences of my life to be honest I feel very lucky yeah and, and you clearly enriched the lives of everybody who was watching it. And if you haven't seen Jules's TEDx talk, please just go and sort that out right now because you will be bowled over by it. You are such an orator, but what comes over, you know, I, because we've talked before, we know each other a little bit, don't we? I know about your, your love for your beautiful dad and all the words of wisdom that your mum's given you in a totally different way. Yeah. I know about, you know, your lovely boy and your music and your dog. And, and you know, we have a lot in common, don't we? It's obviously yeah. Marians that does it. Um, you know, and I know about your business. Um, that story just seems to me it's your story you know it inside out you lived it but what a story it is there's so much loss in there Jules isn't there yeah and that that focus on choices versus responsibility where did you learn to be utterly honest and authentic well I mean you know I, I guess partly my dad, but I have to say my mum's probably more responsible for that. Mm-hmm. She was definitely the quiet, wise uh, foundation in my life. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she always said to me was, never lie, always be truthful, always. You know, if you, she frightened me, I suppose, in a sense, because she said, if you lie, it comes back on you, you know, so it's almost like, <laughs> just don't, just don't bother just tell the truth, be open, be honest. And, you know, in a sense, I think, Lois, when I was younger, I was probably too much that way. And I left myself very vulnerable and open to being hurt mm-hmm. and because I was very honest and true and, and real. It doesn't always pay off. And it? it doesn't always pay off. But 
I think from that, what happened was it didn't make me go the other way. It kept me true and honest. Mm -hmm. But I just learned about being vulnerable and true and honest and where those levels were and what mattered about that. Yeah. You know, so um, I, I, I suppose I perfected the skill of it, if you like, as I got older with those experiences. But I would never, ever change being that person in that way, ever, because I think it has served me more than it's uh, failed me, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes absolute sense. So you have this phrase, bounce back ability, and I think this was when I first saw you in action on a webinar with that last year, although a lot of last year's a bit of a blur, isn't it, I mm. think? you're anything at all like me for a lot of people yeah I think I I'd I'd be interested in reading some scientific research to see how our perception of time has changed over the last 12 months or so that would be really fascinating wouldn't it I think because I I feel like certainly it's been easy to lose track of what day it is let alone (laughs) you know how fast time's gone by it's incredible isn't it when they said it was a whole year the other day since we'd locked down yeah. I kind of went, wow, you know, amazing. Where did so. those 365 actually go to? Yeah. <laughs> oh, lots, I think, lots. Uh, lots, <laughs> lots. Not, not all of it quantifiable, but yeah. One day or day one? Yeah. Does that ring any bells with you? Yes, it does. Um, there's a story, because you know there's okay. always a story, don't I you? I want to know whether that is your your creation or somebody else's so tell so me. I did um I did a post on social media just before my TEDx talk which was October 2018 and I found it literally I found the image of it one day or day one and I went oh yes I love that that's mm-hmm. just great and it, it's all about the fact that you know how much do we bloody procrastinate in life you know Oof. Um, and the fear of making decisions. Anyway, I posted this post. I wrote something fabulous, I'm sure, just about this one day, day one. And then I had the notice to say, you've got seven days, do you want your TEDx? So then I decided what I was going to tell, what the story was that I was going to tell. And then I got to the night before I was going down to Brighton and I said to Sam, my Sam, my son, Sam, I've got my talk. I know what I'm going to do, but I don't know how to end it. So he said, I know. Mum, you know that post you did one day or day one? He says, I know what you can do. And he literally wrote it out word for word how I should end my TEDx talk. Wow. And so then it said, you know, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to imagine something you're scared to do, but you really want to do. And so then he was, what, 14 at this 14 point? 14 at the time, yeah. And then I want you to open your eyes now and I want to ask you this question. Is it going to be one day or is this day one? And that was the end of the TEDx talk. So I have to tell you that Sam wrote the end of my TEDx talk. And and it was just this wonderful, wonderful moment. So so no, it wasn't mine, but we kind of owned it through uh, being the end of my TEDx talk. And Sam, Sam wrote it. So in terms of conducting an orchestra, your Sam, he, he, knows, he knows what a good climax looks like, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, but I couldn't believe it. I was 
totally stuck how to finish it. And I thought, actually, you really need a good finish in a TEDx talk. You've got yeah. to leave everybody with this one yeah. thing. But you know what's really lovely, Lois, is I get messages now from people and they say, by the way, I've just watched your TEDx. It was amazing. And today is day one. And they actually write that. And I go, oh, yes. That's lovely, isn't it? That's a, that's a powerful thing, isn't it? Just changing yeah. one life. Yes. Just yeah. one soundbite. Yeah. That's that's a powerful thing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next question. When did you know that you were going to do what you do? It wasn't the day that that teacher said to you, "Oh, bank." That's a job for life. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that day, was it? When when did it all really start for Jules White entrepreneur extraordinaire? Well, I think probably my first business, which was the Dragon's Den business, was where it really started for me as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Because I, before that, I just worked for people. So I loved sales, but I worked for people. And that was just what I thought I'd do all my life. Yeah. And then when Sam was born, it was a case of, well, actually, I don't want to go and work for anyone again, but I would like to change the world somehow. You know, I was always about trying to change the world. <laughs> I haven't done that at all, but I, I suppose I always wanted to make an impact. And I wanted to be with Sam as a mum. So therefore, I created a business that allowed me to do that, which actually the irony is it never did in the end because it got so busy. But it created the opportunity for other mums to have that same opportunity. So, so there was this other level to that business that wasn't just about making money. It was about providing opportunity yeah. to, to women who had had babies. So that was the moment, I think, where I knew that actually as an entrepreneur, I felt this freedom and creativity that I hadn't necessarily realised I had. Right. So, so, okay, yeah. that's interesting. So it, it chimes really, really powerfully with what I'm thinking about at the moment because you know you know a little bit of my story and I've worked in some really prestigious schools where you know there, there's a selection process and I've taught gorgeous girls who play hockey for the county or for northern England or whatever and they've got grade eight flute and distinctions in this that and the other and once I was starting a poem with them and as a, as a sort of a, a way into this poem, I said, right, girls, what I want you to do is write down five nice things about yourself, five things that you know you're good at or can do or understand a lot about. It can be anything at all. And there was mass panic in a room of 30 gorgeous 13-year-olds. Mass panic. I commuted the sentence to three things and it still didn't really make it any better. They couldn't do it. Where did you always have good self-esteem, do you think? Or no. has that <laughs> been learned? I don't think I have good self-esteem, which is actually the interesting answer for you, I think. Yeah. Unpack that for me. Yeah, yeah. No, it's very interesting, isn't it? Because I think that, you know, and it's not that I'm false because, again, that would then make it sound like I sort of have this kind of, I try and portray this this confident person. Um, I guess perhaps I am confident to a, to a point, but internally 
I will always wonder if I'm good enough. I'll always wonder if I'm the best at what I do. I'll always wonder why someone chose me when they could have perhaps chose someone else. So I'll always have, even if it's just a, it's a mild perhaps form of it, I will always have this doubt about being good enough. Um, and I do lots of work on that and I work on it regularly. And I think as a 52-year-old woman now, I think that I like myself more than I ever have in my whole life right now. But it's taken me a very, very long time to come to terms with the fact that I am who I am. This is me. If, if, if nobody likes me how I am, then it is what it is, you know. Um, and, and I am definitely... 98% of the way to that person now but there's always that little bit where I'll wake up sometimes and say I'm not really going to be able to do this or I'm not going to be good enough to do this and so yeah it's still just bubbles uh, underneath um, I don't know Lois whether that ever leaves us if we're really really honest but I think it's about having that toolkit and mindset to to say it's okay and it it, it doesn't matter let, let's carry on kind of thing that, that's the bounce back ability I suppose as well element uh, yeah. right there so. so where then for, for people who are watching this and some of them may be female some of them may be heading towards birthday number 52 some of them may be stuck in jobs they aren't enjoying and wishing they could do something give me your three best tips for anybody who's unsure, who's got a case of the hag in the attic, you know, saying, you can't do this, you're not good enough, you're probably not going to do this. You know, what, what are your three best tips? Well, the, there's one that I, I use with my clients anyway, and that's um, I look at strengths. So I, I do a very specific exercise, and it's in the book, about looking at what your strengths are. Because that's just about focusing on the things you really are good at. Because we are all good at something. And so that's, that's kind of that work on what your strengths are. Pick yourself maybe three of your real core fabulous strengths and then create them in a collage or on a desktop or on your screensaver just so that they are always visible. So you're always okay. confident about what you're good at, your strengths. Power of the visual image. It yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, the mantras, the daily mantras stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, it's powerful stuff. It's good. Yeah. The second thing is, uh, and you will have heard, people will have heard this a lot, gratitude. You know, there's a big thing around gratitude. And if you make it a daily practice every day to just say, actually, what am I grateful for? Even when it's been a really horrible day, there will be something that you're grateful for. Yeah. And I think that has really made me a better person doing that. That's definitely helped. I do it with Sam as well. He gets in from school. I say, what, what's, what's happened today that was really great? So we're kind of focusing on that, like, you know, a good thing that happened today. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the last thing has to be, uh, there's no such word as can't. Because, yeah. you know, that's my mantra my dad gave me, the legacy he left. Mm -hmm. And I had that from when I was a little girl from him. Rolled my eyelids when I was a teenager because of it. But absolutely adore him for teaching me that there is always a way to do something and you don't always choose what happens to you but you can choose what you do with it yeah that's that's really interesting because I had there's no such word as can't as well from my dad 
Yes. She was quite a battle axe, really. <laughs> I don't think she was as much of a battle axe as my great nan, but I never met her. So, But she would always say, can't means you won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's got a totally different message. So I think, I think I'm going to go with yours and scratch that one from the record. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it that. does. I don't know. I need to think about it. Yeah, I really like there's no such word as can't. Yeah, it's worked for me. Yeah, clearly. (laughs) What are you most looking forward to for your weekend and for the future? Oh, well, I love the fact that actually the weekend we're recording this, which is obviously pre-birthday, we're moving our clocks. Yes. Which means we're getting an extra hour, I think. No, we're losing an hour, but we're getting lighter nights. I think that's how it works. So that's going to be really nice so that it starts to feel a little bit more summery and uh, we like a bit of vitamin D, don't we? Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to that. I, I feel really positive about this year for various reasons, like having uh, the new lady starting, just building my membership, you know, the things that are happening in my business. Uh, I think in my personal life, you know, there's probably a lot more that I would like to happen there, but I I trust, I have the faith that those things will, will come to fruition at some point. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm just generally really positive. I think the pandemic has actually brought some really positive things, even though it's been dreadful for many people. I think that we have potentially reevaluated and refocused on some really important things that we might have forgotten. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So. I think there's a lot of powerful good has come out of this year. Yeah. Hasn't there? Yeah, definitely. It's not just to do with carbon emissions, although that's that's got to be a good one, hasn't it? But, yeah. Uh, yeah. The world has just taken a bit of a pause. Yes. Yeah. Have we got time for one more question? Yeah. What's the one question that you're really glad I didn't ask? <laughs> That's a great question. Well, considering this isn't scripted, I wasn't really sure what you were going to ask. So um, I'm not really sure, actually. I'm just wondering whether I've got any major skeletons in my closet. I don't <laughs> suppose I have, really. But Well, no, because you are so very honest. <laughs> exactly. And you tell your story, <laughs> don't you? And you don't hide. Yeah. That's powerful. That's a powerful tool in your armory, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. I definitely didn't have any fear of what questions you would ask me. So, yes, I think that is testament to the fact that you probably yeah. know pretty much everything about me. What you see is what you get. <laughs> Jules White, birthday sister. The ledge. Happy birthday, well, darling. So are you, my darling. Oh, I Thank have you got so my much. Here. Thank you for Thank joining you. me. And listen, I think we should do this again where I actually do interview you so we do it <laughs> properly but wow. I've, I've loved this experience it's been fabulous you are definitely a podcast expert interviewer am i now i'll take that from somebody <laughs> with seasoned seasoned hands and <laughs> that very very kind and thank you darling and listen we will be putting lois's details into this podcast so that you can absolutely connect with her and we will do a a version of me interviewing my birthday sis because it is important that you find out how awesome this lady is as well i'm i'm so thrilled that i have a a true birthday sis that shares the real day uh, that we were born together it's it's really really wonderful I can't wait to meet you in real life 
which yeah. I, I know we will do when we can. Yeah. So Absolutely. thank you so much for this. This has been amazing. And this is obviously uh, going to be published on our birthday. So happy bloody birthday to you. I catch your birthday <laughs> this. Yeah. And listen, case of the mysterious disappearing mugs. <laughs> It's these virtual backgrounds. If, you, if you're listening and not watching, you won't appreciate the, uh, the virtual backgrounds. But please check out our YouTube. But listen, if you are listening, listeners, thank you for always supporting my, my lovely podcast with my fantastic guests. And in this case, someone interviewed me, which is just bizarre but wonderful. And if you're listening, like and support us on those platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, and we're on SoundCloud. And of course, you can watch us and our beautiful faces on YouTube as well. So for now, we're going to go and enjoy our birthday. We thank you for joining us, and we will see you again very, very soon. Thank you, Lois, for everything. Thank you for having me. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Ta-ta for now, guys. You've just been listening to the Human Conversation podcast with Jules White. To find out more about the other work that Jules does, please visit her website, www.liveitloveitsellit.co.uk. And if you enjoyed the podcast, then please do leave a rating and review on the platform you use to enjoy her show. Thanks for listening and see you next time.